Hi, this is Amazing Red, former X Division champion, and you're listening to the official podcast for Wrestling News Source. You're listening to the official Wrestling News Source podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 different countries. Here are your hosts, Daniel Heron, Tyler A. Bear, and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Heron. I'm Doug. And we welcome you to episode 239 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Stitcher, BeyondPod, and Player.fm by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. Yo, go follow the podcast at WNS Podcast. You can call Daniel at WNS underscore Daniel. Fuck off. <laughs> so welcome to the show. We've got tons of wrestling to talk about this week. Uh, no feedback this week, but we do have NXT Takeover. Fuck, we don't need. It. <laughs> uh, we have NXT Takeover. We've got SummerSlam. We've got Raw and some Q and A to close out the show. So, uh, Doug, how you doing? I'm alright, man. Yeah. What's up with you? Oh, I'm well. My neck is adjusting because this week you're standing. Across from me, where Tyler normally stands, testing, testing out the microphone this time. Sure. So I'm not having. I wonder to, if I sound any differently to the listeners. Maybe, maybe a little bit, <laughs> but uh, I'm. I'm not Tyler, Mike. I've been used to looking th- to my left and then going to my right for the screen and then going back to the left to talk to you, but now it's as simple as a slight nod. <laughs> so, uh, so not too bad. What do you think Tyler's doing right now? <laughs> Probably playing The Witcher Three, if I had to guess. We should call him. You think he'll answer if we call him? Maybe. Don't like warn him. Just fucking call him and okay. say what he well, says. Well, first, well, you know, kids these days they don't remember phone numbers, sure. so uh, I gotta gotta look up his number. Sure. <laughs> so we'll stall for a little bit while we get going with that. Let's see. Oh yeah. Stall, stall, stall. Is that the stalling song? Stalling song. Right. Not stalling. Stalling. <laughs> I'll make sure you clarify. We are stalling, stalling, stalling. Tyler's gonna, we're, we're gonna get Tyler on the show whether he wants, his, wants to be or not. Don't get up, you got a reason to Someone's like, forget. Someone's like, new radicals, fuck that guy. He's gonna be like, I don't even recognize this number, I'm not picking it up. We should just do the show as normal. Like once, once his voicemail goes, like once it starts, we just, we just talk. Oh, that way he has to listen. To yeah. Yo, this is Tyler, and I'm not in right now. So leave me a message, and I'll get back to you. He doesn't even roar. Please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up All or right. press one for Podcast more options. First. To leave a callback number, press, press five. five. So diving into NXT TakeOver happened in Brooklyn, the Barclays Center. Uh, very first matchup, Jushin Thunder Liger going up against Tyler Breeze. So, Doug, what do you think about this I can't opening do it. I can't do it. It's a, what? It's a, it's a distraction. It's man. not a distraction. There's no sound. There's nothing know, going on. but in, like, in my head, I'm like, we're talking on Tyler's... Uh, it's fine. It's fine. He's used right. to it. So what do you think about Jushin Thunder Liger? It's a lot more fun if we could like, fuck with him. Like He didn't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, uh, I don't right. know. How long do you think his tape runs? Or tape, I guess. 
How long do you think he's got? I think we got at least three good minutes in. So the very first. Do you think it would be better dedicated to like messing with him? Huh? Do you think it would be better? Like we, it would be a better spent three minutes messing with him. I mean, it could be. Although I don't know. Let's just talk about the match. All right, fine. What did you think about it? Uh, Opening contest: the legendary Jushin Thunder Liger going up against Tyler Breeze. I thought it was fun. It was yeah. cool to see Liger in a in a quote uh, WWE ring. Yeah. Um, it was basically just a Liger showcase. He was there to hit his like signature spots, and uh, Breeze was sort of like just there for the formula. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was fine. He was he was pretty over, and um, he was he, you could tell he was having a good time, and uh, you know I was cool with it. I was a little I don't know. A little surprised Breeze didn't get the win. Seems like the finish you would do if you're gonna do something further with him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Uh, maybe he goes in the Hall of Fame or something. Then they'll bring him back, and that's why he got the W. But um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What did you think? Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun opener, uh, especially with Jushin getting on the top rope and mocking uh, Tyler and getting the selfie stick and doing that as well. Right. Uh, so it was a fun match. Uh, I did pick. Uh, Liger to get the win here. I I just felt like you're not going to bring him in as a as a big draw like that to have him lose. Well, see, I mean, there are two there are two schools of thought on the how you book a guy that's coming in. If you book mm-hmm. a guy coming in for one shot, it stands to reason that you benefit more from putting him over your home your home talent. Yeah. If you're if you're booking a guy coming in and then expecting to do more with him, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that I mean. That would stand to reason, like that he should go over. Then, if you're going to continue to use him, right? But uh, I don't know. And I don't know. And Juice and Thunder Liger did end up getting the victory. Crowd was very pleased with the uh, with the decision. I'm totally fine with it. I mean, yeah, I don't, I'm not. Uh, I don't care. It's not important enough of a match mm-hmm. uh, to get super. I guess that was the end. Of I it. guess. Yeah, I think that was the end of it. <clears throat> Uh, I guess it's not. At least he'll know what happened on the first yeah. match. <laughs> he'll know our full thoughts on the first match. Um, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Uh, oh, um, yeah. Uh, I felt like Breeze could have benefited from the the win here, but it's not. Doesn't seem that important in the grand scheme of things to mm. you know get real fussy about the booking. It was totally fine. It's a yeah. fun opener. It's a cool appearance. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, so going in from there, the next matchup we got to see the Vaude Villains going up against Blake and Murphy. Uh, and I went back and listened to our predictions because I was going to see how we fared. We both did fairly well, uh, but I we, think both, we got the first couple wrong though. Uh, well, I got, got Liger, I got Liger right. correct. You got uh, uh, a couple. Well, I don't know. We didn't talk about the uh, Apollo Cruz versus Todd Dillinger matchup for some reason or another. Well, I, think, I completely missed I think, over it. Well, I think we just knew he was debuting and we didn't have an opponent. Yeah. Um. So we both picked Blake and Murphy for to to win. Uh. For some reason, I didn't take into account the the secret weapon that they were going to have. The that being the Vaude Villains. Uh. They ended up bringing in Blue Pants, and uh, the crowd went absolutely nuts for that. Uh, I really enjoyed this matchup. They, you know, they told a really good story. They had a lot of fun in the ring. Um, Can we talk about costuming for a minute? Okay. Because um, Blake and Murphy and Alexa Bliss all had 
Iron Man uh, yeah. inspired tights. And then I liked that um, the vaudevillains were blue to mm-hmm. like uh, match blue pants. Yeah. That was a nice attention to detail. It was. I, I really enjoyed it. The one thing that I, I had just, it wasn't, I wouldn't say a problem. It was just something that kind of irked me was the finish where Alexa and Blue Pants ended up getting into the ring right. and having their brawl. I felt like that's something that could have taken place on the outside and would have been just fine. I felt like it kind of took away from the matchup a little bit. Um, it didn't bother me. Yeah. I was fine with it. it like was, I said, it was just, it. you know, it wasn't anything bad. It wasn't a big problem that I had. It was just sort of like, you know, they, they probably could have kept that on the outside. Sure. But, um, you know. I mean, I was a little uh, surprised that Blake and Murphy didn't retain because I thought that the illogical conclusion was that they were going to eventually be beaten by Enzo and Cass, but apparently Enzo and Cass are on the um, the house show circuit, so mm-hmm. they're probably like imminent for like a call-up pretty soon. So Good. I, I'd be surprised if they didn't finish up with this uh, Dusty Rhodes uh, tag team mm-hmm. uh, thing that was uh, announced at the show. I would be surprised if they didn't sort of use that as their exit or whatever. Yeah. They lose to someone and sure. like, you know what? We're out of here. Off yeah. to bigger and better things. Show up on Raw. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine, uh, let me paint a picture for you. Can you imagine New Day, uh, Enzo and Cass, like uh, crazy promo battles? That would be pretty, Oh my goodness. That'd be pretty, that'd be pretty sick. That'd be nuts. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> something definitely to look forward to. But the, uh, the VOD villains do end up getting the victory and become the new NXT Tag Team Champions. So really good stuff for them. The crowd was definitely hot. Um, some of the stuff I know we've talked about crowds in the past and how you know you don't want them to own the show. Like you're part of the show. You're you are not the show. You are right. not the main attraction. Um, I get that the crowd may ha- might have a problem with the full sale university crowd because the crowd at full sale wants the NXT takeover to be right. in front of them. They want to sure. see the show. So whenever they say, hey, we're going to go off somewhere else and have this, they're unhappy. That's sure. fine. But for the crowd to chant, full sale sucks, you know, all that kind of stuff, it, I didn't like it. Yeah, it's sort of lame. It's sort of like, get over yourselves. Who cares? Yeah. But uh, just one of those things that kind of bugged me. Um, I mean, it's 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 equally as lame for the full sale crowd to be like pouty about not getting like a big show when mm-hmm. they get it like every week for free or not for free, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. It's equally a lame as like I'm I like I get it, guys. Like have fun, go and have fun, but like I mean, get over yourselves. At like a certain point, it's like not about you or whatever. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Just it's just one of those things where, like, if you're going to the, you know, by all means, have fun. The crowd certainly sure, had fun. Sure, but again, they were, by and large, they were an excellent crowd. Yeah, <clears throat> they they did a, a very solid job. They had, you know, they were loud. They were they were sustained. They're uh, sustained throughout the whole show. They were over. Um, not over. They were excited to see everybody, and they were into every match. And that's about as good of a crowd as you can ask for. Mm-hmm. So uh, bullshit after- was kept to a minimum, which I appreciated. Yeah. So uh, after that, we got to see the debut of Apollo Cruz versus Ty Dillinger. Perfect ten. The perfect ten, Ty Dillinger. Uh, I, you know, I don't know a whole lot about Apollo Cruz. Um, I don't know a whole lot about his his history. He's a, he's a good looking guy. He's very athletic, um, but I am immediately worried for him. I'm concerned um, because we've seen 
in the past the history of the WWE when it comes to the big bulky guys. Um, I just I'm concerned that he'll never get that big opportunity. Like I saw too much of Ezekiel Jackson. I saw too much of uh, uh, oh who was it? Now I'm blanking out, but. I mean, you get what I'm where I'm going. He's with. he's it's, a different cat. Like, yeah, uh, he his, is. His his deal is his deal is he looks like a power wrestler, and to a certain extent, he is. But he is a power wrestler who does like sort of like crazy flying stuff with it. Mm-hmm. So he's sort of like if you're gonna class him with a guy like Brian Cage, who's like a big, big uh, buff motherfucker who's gonna do some power moves and also do some ridiculous like flying things. So he's not um he's not some immobile like. Uh, like big man, he's just not. He's he's yeah. got he's charismatic. He's uh, I I I mean I guess we're sort of straying from the match itself, but I think he'll be fine. I think he has a star quality. I think he was. You could see that look in his eyes whenever he when he came out. He said, "Damn, that's a lot of people." Yeah. And then he he got up on the turnbuckle. You could see the look in his eyes, just sort of like taking it in. Like he's never mm-hmm. he's worked for Dragon Gate a lot, and Dragon Gate runs probably like two thousand, three thousand, you know, five thousand seat arenas. So he's been in front of. You know, crowd, good crowds crowd. that are larger than uh, you know, your fifty people at a, like an, an indie your bingo show. hall, sure, or, or your, your evolved show. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I didn't hit that. But uh, so he's been in front of like decent sized crowds, but he's never seen anything like that. So yeah. I, I bet he was a little taken back. Also, thought the match was just the wrong match to have for a debut match. He sold too much. Like mm-hmm. he would, um, most of your great sort of debuts match is a showcase of what that guy has and this was a lot of him selling for Ty Dillinger yeah a lot of like working from beneath and then he hit a couple of spots I just think it's the wrong type of match to have for a debut yeah but it also seems like they're trying to start to build up Ty Dillinger with this perfect 10 thing that he's got so it's you know do you do you just go for a squash and get rid of all of the, and lose that momentum it doesn't or? have to be a squash per se but he sold too much it yeah. was if if you broke down like percentage wise, offense of Dillinger, offense of um, it's hard to not say Uha because he's so new. Um, <laughs> Apollo Cruz, mm-hmm. like the way majority of the of the offense went to um to Dillinger. Yeah, and uh, I kind of I can see why they went with Cruz for the last name. He looks a lot like Terry Cruz, like the guy yeah. from the Old Spice commercial. Yeah, yeah. It's it's wow, it's it's insane. Um, but uh. Like I, that that match is fine if you're just working like babyface working from underneath, but as a introduction to people who who haven't seen him, that's the wrong type of match in my mm-hmm. opinion to have. Yeah. So, um, anyways, Apollo Cruz does end up getting the victory, which takes us into the ma- next matchup: Samoa Joe versus Baron Corbin. And I know we were kind of reserved about this one; we were kind of concerned uh, over what Baron Corbin could do. Uh, but I enjoyed this matchup. It was a good throwdown. You know, two dudes who like to hit hit one another. Um, exceeded expectations for me as far as Baron Corbin. Uh, his entrance, I know I talked about it last week, how he's just very stoic, un, you know, very unanimated, uh, no emotion. He actually showed some kind of emotion when he was making his entrance. And, uh, you know, immediately I was like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm starting to get it some interest in him now see i mean the emotion i'm not gonna i mean the emotion thing is sort of your deal like um for me it's not emotion that i need but i need like um some sort of charisma even if it's like a quiet like calm charisma yeah and so i don't need him to necessarily show emotion but i need him to show charisma right which i think is a little different but um 
it was I thought this match was fine. I thought it was a good Baron Corbin performance, but a sort of run of the mill Joe performance. Mm-hmm. So um it was just fine. Um glad I'm I'm happy to see Joe got the wins. Yeah. Uh, and know. they did the you know, he's not gonna tap out, he'd he'd rather pass out than than get than submit. Sure. So, you know, it was a good story that they told at least. Um but it was nothing in comparison to the next matchup, that being Bailey versus Sasha Banks for the NXT Women's Championship. Can't say enough good things about this matchup. They had a great story. They had great action. I, you know, there were a lot of there were there were a couple of times where I was concerned for the competitors. I felt like maybe they were going a bit too hard. But uh, other than that, I think this is a you know, Matt, this was the match of the night. This is going to be a top contender for match of the year. Uh, really good work by both of these ladies. Yeah, I thought it was a phenomenal match. Um, you say you think it might be a match of the year contender. I think as of right now, it is my match of the year. Wow. Um, uh, I like it better than uh, most of the... I like it I, I liked it better than I like the G1 finals this year. I liked it better than a lot of the more touted like G1 matches like your big Honma wins or your Elganishis or I mean even back to like your Russell Kingdom's main event I liked it better than that and my I think my match of the year up until this point was probably um Nakamura and Ibushi from Russell Kingdom and I think this edges it out slightly hmm. I think this is better I like this better than Brock and um uh Roman at Mania which was a really great match it's pro- which was probably my WWE match of the yeah. year up until that point um, Kevin Owens and Cena. I thought it was better than the first Kevin Owens and Cena match. Um, if the year ended right now and you said, what's your match of the year? It would be Sasha Bailey. Wow. I thought they just, they, I was emotionally invested in the match. They, mm-hmm. they just had me with the storytelling. <clears throat> the video package at the beginning was excellent where they had, you know, uh, Charlotte, Sasha, Becky, and, and Bailey uh, standing next to one another and they slowly started to fade out. Right, uh, uh, Bailey. I thought that was amazing. Like you know, they were saying these three girls are are the divas revolution. They're going to change the industry, and it's like, well, what about Bailey? Yeah, she she was part of that group. I mean, well, it's just. I thought. I don't know. I just thought it was really, really phenomenal work. Um, I liked like Sasha like working over the hand mm-hmm. like stripping off the uh the protection protection of the hand um I liked that when she had her in the bank statement and she just started like stomping on the hands yes right she was before, trying to reach for the ropes and then she before she hit her flip to pull her back to the center to where she had more room to work mm-hmm. with her I thought that was awesome even the one sort of um the one sort of botch where I guess they went from some sort of superplex or some sort of uh top towards, rope towards spot, the end uh, where they boshed it, but they covered it nicely. Where um, they covered it so well that it sort of just felt like when Bailey's like spiked on her head, like, yeah. basically. And but they covered it so nicely, like um, when Sasha hit the meteora off the top, that it felt like part of the match. Mm-hmm. And then um, then just that reverse Rana right into the Bailey to Belly. I thought it was an excellent match. Um, we think we think. Uh, about the big entrances, I was a little surprised that they gave them those big. Uh, Sasha got the big like Escalade with yeah. the dudes and stuff. I, I was all into it. I it's dug pretty it. Cool. It's yeah. Pretty cool. Very nice touch. Even Bailey got like more of those uh, extra things. inflatables. They were taller and there were more of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, they had me. I don't know. Like, uh, I'm I'm sure there's a lot that's been said about this match over the week, and uh, I don't know what else I could add to it that hasn't already been said. But it was a phenomenal match. What did you think about all the uh, post match stuff? Uh, it reminded me of the uh, the curtain call from you know the WCW WWE days where it was uh, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, uh, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H, where they did where they embraced at Madison Square Garden and all held each other's hands up and up in the air. You think that's a good thing or a bad thing? Um, I don't have a problem with it. I think the fans. The the NXT fans they 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 know what's going on they understand uh, if they were to do that on on Raw or SmackDown or a WWE a main WWE pay per view there might be some hesitation about doing it but the NXT I think the fans know that this is a family you know they've they've grown together they came up together um, and they've performed against one another with one another and and this was just it was just a flood of emotion uh, in the ring, and it was very touching. Um, it was very emotional. Yeah. Um, I feel like if it had happened under any other circumstances, I would have had a huge problem with it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm even sort of like contradicting my own self by saying that I was okay with it. Just because they... I was so sucked into what they did and I felt like so I felt like sort of like I was going to well up like with with pride for not that I've ever contributed to like their careers in any right. even, even the smallest way I have nothing to do with them but even I I just felt like sort of proud for them right. and so like the emotion sort of overcame and I was like I normally I would hate that they would do this because the very next night we're supposed to believe that Sasha wants to beat the fuck out of these other these right. other two right but it's just like I was I was so taken aback by the match. I was so like invested. I was so along for the ride that it didn't mm-hmm. even bother them that they did that. And I know that I would harp on it if under any other circumstances, right. I would be, have a huge problem with this. I would say it's just bullshit. Like embrace in the back after the angle. It was sort of okay for uh, Becky and for um, Charlotte. Charlotte, because that was sort of the story. Like they were yeah. there for to like co- like be there for her, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of. I could see, I could understand, and I would be willing to let people have problems with the Sasha thing because so, Sasha is, you know, your top woman's heel, or, or right. she, or she could be, or she should be if you book her right. Yeah, and um, I don't know, so I could see why problems people would have problems with that. What did you think about this? Um, there's a lot of talk about. Should, I think it's easy to say hindsight being 2020 with such a phenomenal match, but there was a lot of talk of they should have went last. Uh, that should have been the main event. That's fucking. Like it was like a who's gonna follow that type of thing. Yeah. So, do you think it's a you think it's a problem that they didn't go on last? Do you, th- um, you think they should have gone on last? I, it's easy to say now. Yeah. Seeing knowing it. knowing now what we know, um, it's it's easy to say oh this should have been. But if they had under delivered, it would felt like exactly right. like well you know Owens and Balor went out and tore the house down. It was a perfectly fine placement on the card. I mean, second to last, co-main, you know, it's listed as co-main event, but people will say, no, the main event is the last match, right. no matter what happens. Um, and I know that was CM Punk's gripe, you know, it doesn't matter if it's for the championship, I'm not the last match. Right. That's, you know, the last match is the main event. So, I, I don't have a problem with it. I think it would have been an excellent fit as well for the for the main event. Um, but in the end, you know, it's it's sort of that... 
what is what is the main story that they're telling? Like, what is the main prize? Um, which is why I was kind of wanting uh, Cena and Rollins to be the main event over Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker. But, you know, that's... Yeah, I don't have a problem with it from the point of view that if you're watching, I, I say the TV, but I mean the show, you know, like the, right. the weekly show, if you're watching NXT week to week, mm-hmm. the focus, the what they've given the most focus and the most importance to is Owens and Balor. Right. Or at least it feels that way. I mean, I guess you could argue that they've given a, a fair they've amount They've given of a, good, a good run for Bailey. Sure. Um, so I don't necessarily have a problem. And it's I, again, it's easy to say in hindsight that since they tore the fucking house down, that it's easy to mm-hmm. say, oh, they should have made it. But what I do sort of have a problem with is like, they're real out there about saying, um, like they made the whole deal about, um, we don't put the women in the main event here. The women are the main event here. And it's like, it's a lot of like bullshit, like corporate speak where they're like being, obviously there is to a certain extent truth behind that because the women are such a big draw and a big part of NXT. So it's not like a hundred percent phoniness, but if you're going to go out there and say those types of things, like why didn't you just put them in the main event to start? Like why, like um, stop telling me about this fucking revolution and show me the fucking revolution. Yeah. Like stop telling me. I feel like NXT has done a better (laughs) job of having a divas revolution than WWE who has coined divas revolution. Well, sure. But even to the extent of Stephanie McMahon came out before the show, before Mm -hmm. they had their matches, like put them over and like all this stuff, then then just put them in the fucking main event. Like even if they, even if uh, Owens and and Balor got there and edged them out, if that's if you're gonna say the women here, we're not putting them in the main event. They are the main event. Then mm-hmm. put them on last. Just fucking do it. Like, yeah. do what you say you're doing. Like, yeah. and it's not like they're, it's not like they're giving them short shrift or anything. But still, like, stop telling me and just fucking show me. Like, right. I'm, I, like I'm tired of your fucking bullshit corporate speak. Just let the women have like what they have. You know? mm-hmm. Fuck, I don't know. It's a great match. We're we're, we're we're veering from something that was super positive into something that's a little <laughs> negative. So maybe we should just go on because I don't oh, want to yeah. harp on that. But no, I mean it, it's phenomenal match. Yeah, I mean they've the the women of NXT have main evented NXT television shows. Sure, many so, of them. Many. So what's you know what's stopping them from main eventing uh, an NXT you know takeover event? Sure, and I wouldn't be so like um, oh yeah about it if they didn't say. Like if they don't make a point to say like oh we don't put them in the middle of they yeah. are then just then put them in the middle of it yeah well <laughs> say this. say the the tables were turned and uh, Owens and Balor go out and deliver match of the year and then you know Bailey and Sasha go out there and under deliver well I mean that I mean that's that's on them sure but it, my point is like stop giving me the corporate speak and just yeah. give me the fucking wrestling the, there there are top ideas but we're putting on next to- I mean. Yeah. Even like, uh, like, uh, in theory, like a gimmick match like that, especially when you do it right, and there's only one on a fucking card, mm-hmm. and not a fucking card full of gimmick matches, like that should be the main event anyway. Like the gimmick match, because I mean, just the the nature of like the high spots that are going to come out of that are going to be hard to do with a regular match. So it should have been, in yeah. theory, the main event. It's just like it just bothered me that they they. They pat themselves up on the back a little too much for me. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know you you got like a thing you're doing, but like, don't be so fucking smug about it. Yeah. Or back it, or, or either don't be so smug about it or be 100% what you're saying you are. Mm-hmm. 
But anyways, Bailey does end up defeating Sasha Banks to become the new NXT Women's Champion. And you know, like we discussed, they did have the curtain call sort of thing where uh, Charlotte and uh, uh, Becky Lynch came out to celebrate, and uh, it was just a really good, uh, really good feeling towards the end. Uh, but the main event. Finn Balor going up against Kevin Owens for the NXT Championship in a ladder match. Um, and I felt like these guys put on a really good show uh, as well. It was sort of the story they were telling is who's going to be able to hit that one big spot um, that'll that'll take their opponent out to allow them to, to get the championship. Um, thoughts on the matchup? It was good. I enjoyed it. I had a good time watching it. Mm-hmm. Truth be told, I probably owe it a rewatch because yeah. I don't think that I could have invested myself in that match in <laughs> that match as much coming off of the match before because I was like fully invested in that. Yeah, and so that's like WrestleMania 25 where you got Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker, but that wasn't the last match. Right. It was like Triple H versus Randy Orton, I think. Right. It was like a well, who's gonna fucking follow that type yeah. thing? And like. <laughs> Everything was fine. I don't have any real complaints about the match. I probably owe it a rewatch. Right. To like to, just to see how it fared. Just to on like, its own. Able, just to fairly evaluate it, I owe it a rewatch. Like, yeah. What do you think about the comments where it was they were saying, "Oh, this is Finn Balor's very first ladder match." I mean, he's been in the business for 15 years. Surely he's been in I don't a ladder match some at some point in his career. I don't know if he's been in one or not. I'm I'm thinking Or are they trying to like word it to where it's like, "No, it's Finn Balor, not you know his previous persona. I don't know. To be honest, I don't know. I th- to me, they were more so playing off of like Owens has been in so many that uh, mm-hmm. this that is his specialty. Yeah. So um, yeah, I thought the match was was solid. Um, was not the match of the night, but it was good. Like yeah. I'm not. It was not a bad match. No, it was. It was. It was. It was better than a good. It was a good match. It was not an okay match or a solid. It was an actively good match. I just. So invested in the, yeah, in the women's it's, match. Yeah, it's hard to be fair to it like mm-hmm. without watching it a second Go time. back and rewatch it and have a different opinion and all that. So let's see. But that's, you know, Finn Balor ends up retaining as predicted. Uh, although I thought, you know, maybe there's going to be some sort of interference of some kind. Maybe because you threw me off with the uh, talks about the tapings. Or did I stick to my guns? I don't remember. Anyway. I, thought we st- I thought we stuck to our guns. I thought we both had I think Bailey so. and um, Balor. Yeah, I believe so. So um, so that pretty much wraps up NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, Brooklyn, uh, which takes us into SummerSlam. Uh, the opening contest, Sheamus versus Randy Orton. But before that, you know, Jon Stewart comes out. Hey, Brooklyn, you know, thanks for having me out here. Um, invites Mick Foley out to the ring as his backup because he wants to tell off. Uh, Brock Lesnar. Um, I was fine with it. I'm glad that they they kept the comedy like wrestling centric, mm-hmm. so I could tolerate it. Um, <laughs> I was fine with it. It's whatever. Yeah, but the uh, the opening contest saw Sheamus go up against Randy Orton, with Sheamus getting the win. Uh, we've seen these two face each other on numerous occasions. Uh, anything to really add to what we've seen from the past? Anything that you liked, didn't like? Not. Um. Yeah, I think you got to give him a little bit of props here because it looked like the crowd was ready and willing and looking to shit on them, but they mm-hmm. like because uh, they sort of lost them there for a minute, but they were able to regroup and pull them back, which yeah. uh, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, if you think about it. Yeah, um, I was kind of uh, surprised that they gave Sheamus the win. 
Uh, Because I know we had that big talk about what do they do with Mr. Money in the Bank. They tend to make him look bad. Uh, But Seamus ended up getting the victory on this one. Yeah, right guy. Right guy won. Their their logic is usually flawed. Yeah. So, um, yeah, right guy. Okay. Well, that takes us into the fatal four-way. And uh, probably uh, one of, if not my favorite match of the night, uh, the New Day going up against Primetime Players, going up against Lucha Dragons versus Los Matadores. Fatal four way tag match. Um, Before we get into the match, we gotta we gotta hit on this uh, pre match promo where <laughs> they came out with their little um, what do you call those things? Uh, it's not a harmonica, but a pitch pipe. Pitch pipe. Yeah. <clears throat> it's sort of like I sort of loved how they were like uh, being a being a hip hop fan. I sort of like how they were like you know fucking hip hop didn't start in New York <laughs> and they were sort of like it's it started in the south. Also, I'm from the south, so I was like I don't. <laughs> nice but um i don't know the little um empire state of mind um little like thing that they did was let's cool. hear it for new day and amazingly enough they can all sing a little just enough to be able to pull it off you yeah. know what i mean so uh, it worked but uh yes i said booty <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it was a cool promo the match was fun as hell yeah uh, they did their thing um Xavier Woods just screaming his head off throughout the entire match. I'm pretty sure he didn't fucking stop talking once. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not joking. I'm maybe pre- to breathe, but I'm pretty fucking sure he just like started screaming and he didn't start scre- stop screaming. Like he didn't stop at all. <laughs> Biggie can't even get a hamburger because all he does is sell his tricep meat. I don't know what he said, but he didn't stop talking. And it was <laughs> sort of awesome. Um, I don't know. The spot where they tagged each other in. Oh, from the jump. Yeah, the yes. first thing where Kofi just tried to lay down for him. <laughs> that was funny. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, even when it tore down, like in the home stretch where uh, Biggie hits that uh, the big splash on the apron and mm-hmm. then the shoulder tackle through uh, to Darren Young like yeah. off the apron. That was pretty cool. Got to um, give props to Titus O'Neil for whenever, whenever he got the hot tag and he just completely cleared house. That's a specialty, man. Yeah, I mean, he looked so great doing that, and I'm think I'm sitting there going, man, I really hope that this guy is gets elevated to that next level in the next few years. Well, I, I'm a big fan of Titus, but I think that he's a great tag wrestler because. I don't know that he could. I don't know that he's going to be a top guy singles wise because I, I do think there are holes in his game. Yeah, but I think like as a as a big tough like hot tag on a tag team, like mm-hmm. he can't really be fucked with with anyone else right now. Yeah, that's sort of like his special days where he excels. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I'm glad that they won. I love the cel- like Kofi's little <laughs> celebration when he was like bouncing up and down <laughs> on his back and kicking his legs when they won. Yes, and um, you know all biggies, biggies. and gyrations. Yeah, he knows how to wiggle. Yeah, I mean they're just real, real entertaining. Um, glad they put the belts back on them. I'm, I'm, I'm slightly worried, and I know that they were in front of a heel crowd, so that's why they were so over as baby faces. Right. I think the real test is once they get out of there and we start seeing them in some of these other places, the regular crowd. Like how and... I'm a little worried that the crowd's going to turn them baby face. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully not, because I don't think. Well, they're they're trying. <clears throat> they're they're making sure that they say the heel things like oh this town stinks and you know doing doing what it takes to try and get booed sure but like they're doing they're, so many things to get cheered though but they're being so entertaining while they're doing it mm-hmm. that they're going to get cheered that's my my fear is because i don't think the gimmick translates 
to where they can play it straight baby face and still be as over as they are. Right. So I'm a little worried. Um, I don't know. I think they might be their their days as hills might be numbered, but hopefully, hopefully uh, it takes uh, the slower parts of the country a little longer to catch on. Yeah, I would like for them to to maintain a air quote heel persona, just because it's it's so entertaining. Right. That I don't want it to become cheesy. You right. know, like what they do is. It's it's cheesy, but it's the good kind. Right. Um, you know this. I can. I am so happy for these three guys because they were put together in a trio that looked like it was going to go absolutely nowhere, and they have managed to fa- to find themselves. Well, they were floundering all individually, yeah. like just nothing. Yeah, and you know they were put in the they were made a trios team. Uh, uh, I think they I think they made themselves. I think they re- requested to work together. Yeah, so they came up with like pitches for their gimmick mm-hmm. to be together. I think that's what they said. I, I listened to their episode of Talk Is Jericho. It's yeah. a good listening. You should probably listen to it uh, if you are entertained by them because they come across as really funny, like good dudes. In it, mm-hmm. so. Good and for those guys. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm I'm so glad that they have gotten something that is, you know, gaining momentum enough oh. to where they would get the uh the tag team championships. Speaking again. of good dudes, like whenever um uh I think it was Big E was just uh beating the shit out of uh Darren Young and uh <laughs> Xavier was going like um, he said, yeah, Darren Young's such a good dude. You hate to see that. You say, hate to see that happen to such a good dude. He's such a nice guy. I hate to see it happen because he's so nice. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Just you know, he's going to be doing commentary on main event, or at least this week he was taped as a commentator for main event. Oh my god! So goodness. they may be catching on. They're just like, let this dude just talking to a mic, you know. And the fact that you know he brought focus to uh, uh, Kofi's shoes. Yeah. They had the the golden wings on them. It's like, man, this guy can fly. It's gonna be amazing. So fun ass match. Yeah, absolutely a, a fun time. New day, your new tag team champions. Major congrats to those guys. Uh, after that, we got to see Rusev going up against Dolph Ziggler. Uh, this matchup ended in a double countout. Something that we don't really see too often. The crowd wasn't uh, excited about it. The, after the match, it ended up being a big brawl. Um, between uh, Rusev, Dolph Ziggler, Lana, and Summer Rae. Probably setting up for that mixed tag. Yeah. Probably get it at United Champions. Yeah. More than likely. Match was whatever. I'm okay with the finish. Uh, match was just sort of whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't really care about the mixed tag. I don't know. The um, story continues. Yeah. So, be on the lookout. If you thought it was over, think again. So uh, after that, we got to see. Well, the, how would uh, you think it was over? That was very. Uh, yeah. Inconclu- well, if you thought the story was going to end here, oh, yeah. then you know, sadly mistaken. Uh, but after that, we got to see the uh, celebrity matchup that uh, had quite a bit of people talking. Uh, Stardust teaming up with King Barrett to go up against Neville. Cosmic King. Barrett. Cosmic King, yes. Uh, going up against Neville and Stephen Amell from uh, Arrow. So Red Arrow teaming up with Green Arrow, and um, uh, got to give props to to Green Arrow. He uh, he did a lot more than I think you or you or I were expecting him to do uh, in the ring. That is, um, well, usually the psychology they use on these things are the the guests aren't going to be able to do much, so they're the hot tag, 
Yeah. Which, if you think about, why would they be the hot tag? Why would they be the person coming and kicking ass and ending the match? Mm-hmm. So, if you really think about it, like the psychology of them being uh, the heat segment or the you know the face in peril makes a lot more sense. Which is what Stephen Amell did. He played yeah. he played face in peril. Neville came in with a hot tag and got it was it. the fact that he actually took a few bumps, took some kicks, and he well, sold so, it. Yeah, I mean the reason that they they usually make them the hot tag is because they are not capable of doing much. But he was mechanically did really really well. Like. Mm. I'm struggling to think of a better celebrity guest. Um, I, I think I probably like the Floyd Mayweather play uh, Money Mayweather uh, Big Show match at Mania that year a lot better. Mm-hmm. I, I like that match a lot. I think it's a better match. But as far as other than that, I don't know that I can think of another celebrity guest that did as did as well as him. Mechanically, he hit everything. Uh, as he should, mm-hmm. um, he was physically able to do a lot more than any other guest. Yeah. Uh, where he lacked is sort of like the nuance of he, he wasn't great at selling, ironically, as an actor. But I think yeah. a- acting is acting is probably a little more he'd subtle. Get, like he'd get kicked and have no reaction to it. Well, he'd have a reaction, but he'd play it so subtly. Like I think, like the small screen, like on like a TV show. They don't want them to act so like in your face. Mm-hmm. Like wrestling, they're playing to the fucking cheap seats. So they got to be like big about it. And, yeah. Like, but he is probably a little bit more uh, subtle and. And it could have been nerves as well. He did fine. I mean, yeah. I, I, I I thought it was fine. I was totally cool with this. I like uh, that he did the dive off the top rope on sure. you know onto the apron or not the apron but the uh, the floor. Yeah. It was really nice. Yeah. I mean, I was into it. I'm glad that he. Uh, you know, if the if, this is the type of stuff I'd like to see them doing. Yeah. So. Uh, if proper use it. of a celebrity in a WWE pay-per-view. Sure. So uh, proper, proper pick of a celebrity. Yeah, definitely. I would be really interested to to hear from listeners if you anyone in your personal life that you know that watches Arrow um that is not necessarily a wrestling fan that will come to wrestling because of this guy mm-hmm. because I uh, I would really like to hear some personal accounts of that like just because I have such a weird like feeling about the majority of the guests that they use don't actually bring any additional audience in, and I feel like this is as good of a chance as they have at something like that. Right. So uh, any listeners can share any personal like. Uh, I know Noah wanted to watch this matchup. Sure. <laughs> he actually asked uh, for our uh, network username and password. Oh well. I was like, nah, you can just come over and watch it one day. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna give you, you that. Can just fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not giving you that. So uh yeah, but uh Neville and Stephen Amell do end up getting the victory. So really cool stuff. Uh after that we got to see Ryback uh going up against Big Show, going up against the Miz for the Intercontinental Championship, triple threat matchup. Um don't really remember a whole lot about this match. I feel like it wasn't it was, much of it. it was yeah, it was very short, very rushed. Uh, very passable. Uh, Ryback ended up getting the victory. The crowd was definitely behind Miz. Um, you know, like like Doug said, it was a uh, a heel crowd. But uh, anything to really take away from the matchup? No, no. Okay. Uh, after that, we got to see a tag match playa. Uh, Roman Reigns teaming up with Dean Ambrose to go up against Luke Harper and Bray Wyatt. Um, what were your thoughts on this matchup? It was solid. I was a little surprised that uh, they won. It was booked a little weird because Ambrose 
seemed to do a lot of the the work with a lot yeah. of selling from Roman and basically just a hot tag finish from Roman. Mm-hmm. Crowd tur- crowd turned on Roman. Oh, absolutely. Sort of. I guess that's saying that he was sleeping. Yeah, I guess that's <clears throat> to be expected from these types of crowds. But uh, I thought it was solid. I was a little. I just didn't think they were going to win, and I was waiting for the turn that I think that everyone was mm-hmm. uh, guessing at. It felt like uh, that last tag where um, Ambrose was sort of bouncing up on the ropes, like w- waiting for him to finish. He was going to drop like he was down, turn or... around, and like uh, punch him or something. I don't know. <laughs> Not this time. Uh, I know that there's a lot of talk of like who is it going to be. Like it's got it's it has to happen. Well, see, I don't think that it is because now if we fast forward to Raw a little bit, they've mm-hmm. got like a new member of the Wyatts and I mean, so they're fighting those guys still, yeah. it seems like. So I, I, I now don't expect the turn. I thought it was going to happen, but now I don't expect it. Right. And uh, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose do end up getting the victory, uh, which brings us into the title for title matchup. Uh, Seth Rollins versus John Cena, winner take all becomes the WWE and United States champion. Um, I thought this was solid work from uh, from both competitors. Uh, I thought it was a good matchup. Uh, the ending, now it makes sense that we have a reason why Jon Stewart did what he did. Um, but what do you think about the matchup before the ending? Uh, I thought it was a good match. Um, the crowd was like way into Rollins and way against Cena. So basically, essentially, Rollins wrestled as a babyface in this match, mm-hmm. and I don't just mean that he was cheered as a babyface. He wrestled the match as if he was a babyface. Baby yeah. So that's really weird. I'm not really a big fan of. I, th- I thought the match was. I keep hitting that because I'm not used to being on this side. <laughs> I sort of flail keep my arms. The screen. Flail my arms when I talk a little bit. Yeah. Um. Sorry, <clears throat> but um. I'm really. I have a hard time accepting. I get that different crowds are going to react differently to guys like uh, heels are going to be more over in certain cities. Um, internet favorites are going to be more over in certain cities. But I don't like when a guy changes how he wrestles or changes how he acts mm-hmm. uh, to cater to what the audience is giving him at that moment. Right. Uh, We've seen a few Cena matches where he has to work heel like that. Sure. Um, but... There, I think there's a difference. I think Cena can more easily get away with working more aggressively mm-hmm. than Rollins can get away with uh, working more like babyface. So, I don't know. I, I have a hard time accepting that. I thought the match was fine. It was just sort of weird for me. Yeah. Um, but, this, but the ending came when uh, the ref got knocked down. And uh, Cena... Finish sucked. Yeah. Cena pinned Rollins, but... There was no ref to count, so he gets up. John Stewart comes out holding a chair, and then he suddenly turns and attacks John Cena, and uh, Rollins delivers a pedigree onto the chair, gets the cover one, two, three, and wins. I know why they did it. I know they did it for media exposure, outside media exposure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I get that, but like as I just explained, I think that's uh, a bunch of bullshit. I don't know of. I've never personally seen people coming to the show or coming to wrestling oh, dude, from outside. I'm here to see John Stewart. Yeah, I've never seen it. 
again, I think Arrow <laughs> has the best shot of it, so that's why I'm interested to hear specifically about that. Yeah. But I would be shocked if any any um significant amount of people tuned in just because or 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 are going to turn in just because mm-hmm. they saw a clip with John Stewart on it. That's that's what it is. It's they're they're wanting that clip to show up on E or whatever television show talks about that kind of stuff. I understand that, but they just want what they're not they're probably not looking for people to pay money to see it. Then why do it? For the extra exposure later. To well, have wh- what is talking that? about it. Yeah, but who cares if people like if the idea is to make money then who cares that someone who has never seen your product before will never pay to see it again mm-hmm. uh who cares if they see it ever like right. why do you need what is someone who's watching e i'm just using that as an example yeah. because you just said that i don't yeah. know what the fuck's on e i guess other than total divas and kardashians okay <laughs> well what is anybody that sees john stewart on the e a uh, replay of John Stewart on E on the WWE gonna get when they turn into Raw that they're getting from E. Like what gets them from point A to point B? I don't think it fucking exists. There, Arrow, I think there is. I think there's a through yeah, line, but there small are, crossover. Sure. Other uh, than that, probably a sizable crossover. Yeah. But. Other than that, it's nothing. They're looking for publicity. That's all it is. Well, that's what I'm saying it's it's uh it's a stupid thought to have that if the publicity doesn't turn into money, then why do you want the publicity? If if you're not gaining anything from the publicity, any press is good press, and I and I don't think that they actually are. Then I mean I could be proven wrong. I'm I'm obviously don't know what I'm talking about. I'm obviously ignorant. But my personal experience is that I've never seen it happen. Right. So I mean maybe I'm wrong, but I I, yeah. I can't. I have a hard time believing. None of that my I'm fiance's wrong. friends said, "Oh my god, I heard about John Stewart being on." Uh, on SummerSlam. That's sure. awesome. You're, gonna, you're, can I come over and watch it? You're a sports guy. Um, how many of your buddies? <laughs> they watch sports, uh, obviously not me, uh, uh, saw whatever, saw the WWE uh, on Sports Center and said, yeah, no, I don't fucking normally watch that shit, but I got to tune in now. People who don't already watch wrestling, how many of that, how, how much experience do you have with that? Fun fact, Daryl, Tyler's wife, sure. is the only friend that I have that likes sports. All right, well, <laughs> I guess we don't have. A- I guess Blake he he likes some sports, but we never really talk about that. But oh, okay. uh, Kelsey's getting into football. Well, which she doesn't count though. She's pre she already pre exposed to wrestling before that. Yeah, oh, I so. guess. All right, it's a, I'm a bad analogy. Our so. science experiment. Is, yeah, has gone up in smoke. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's no worries. Here uh, I am wearing a football jersey, and you're asking me sports questions. I'm like, uh, about that. Well, it's not like I was like named the blow. I was just yeah. like in your experience. Yeah. But uh, I get why they did it. I just think it's dumb, and I think it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And 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 it is. I mean, a dumb if you finish. came, and, I mean, if you came and told me, hey, John Cena is going to be appearing on whatever, like like he hosted the Today Show. Yeah, but my point is, I'll watch that Today Show. I'm never fucking coming back to watch the Today Show until yeah. John Cena is on again. Is my point right? So unless John Cena is now a cast member of the Today Show, right. You don't fucking have me as an audience. Exactly. So John Stewart is not is not ever bringing me anywhere else. Is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I mean, he's retired as far as we know now. Sure. I mean, I get that he's a so, big he's a big free agent get I get or whatever. Yeah. But. It's a, I mean, it's a good way to get people to say, "Oh man, I wonder what John Stewart's up to now that he's done with the Daily Show." Oh wow, he's going to be on SummerSlam. That's cool. Hey, moving on to the next topic. Yeah, but it doesn't mean anything. It does not. 
That's why that's where like my mindset is as far as advertisement and stuff. Like you you know, you pass the billboards and all that. It's like, okay, putting a picture of your cheeseburger isn't gonna make me want to go buy that particular cheeseburger. If I'm hungry for a burger, I'll go get a burger. But I think I've know. been swayed by that type of advertisement. Really? I've seen like a food commercial and be like, yo, and Raw's over, and that's what I'm getting. <laughs> so that works on me. Yeah. But I'm never going to watch some other fucking show just because someone I know is on that show, other mm. than that one particular show that they're going to be on. Right. Just never going to happen. Like whenever they have the WWE star guest show, guest star on Suits or whatever yeah. show that they have on USA after Raw. Yeah. Never going to watch that show. I'm again. never going to watch that. No. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. If I wanted to watch Suits, I'll watch fucking Suits. Yeah. That guy's real handsome on there. Like, I wouldn't know. The guy with the uh, the mole and the, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, but every time I see that, dude, I was like, that's a good looking man. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't know. I don't watch that show. Uh, well, I, I don't watch it either, but I see like the fucking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Commercials? Yeah. Okay. So, Seth Rollins, your new WWE. I know that people, I know that people were like, oh, he's, uh, his, John Stewart's gimmick is he's like the ultimate smart mark. He's. He's pissed that the streak is broken, and he doesn't want Flair's record to be tied. So that's why he's yeah. the way he is. I get that people like he's that. He's a man of the people. I just think it's dumb. I think it's a shitty finish. Yeah. So I was cracking up at him on Raw, though. But we'll dive, uh, we'll dive into that a little bit later on. Uh, after that, we got to see the, uh, the Divas elimination match, uh, where if a member of your team is pinned or submitted, then your team is eliminated from the competition goes down to two teams uh so team pcb going up against team bella versus team bad um i personally felt like this match was very long um uh, a little bit too long for my liking but um i don't know what what did you think it wasn't good it just wasn't good um this whole divas revolution thing you know, I don't even want to touch that yet because we're going to get into that on Raw. Mm-hmm. It just it wasn't good. Yeah. Um, giving them more time does the revolution isn't just oh well instead of three minutes they get twelve minutes. No, yeah. that's not a revolution. That's yeah. giving them more time. You're not changing what you're actually doing. Right. You just added some new girls to what you're already doing. You're including a, little, a hashtag and adding a few more. Chicks. Sure. Sure. Oh. We'll get. It wasn't very good, and yeah. uh, also that crowd really wanted Sasha, and they she was out, like the first team out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because she had put on an amazing match sure. the night before, so they obviously weren't going to ask her to do too much. Well, I get the idea that if she's not going to win, uh, get her out of there early as to not like get too much um, like bad rub on her. from. Yeah, I, I get the, the idea behind that, but the crowd just wanted to see her, and mm-hmm. they were like, she they saw like, what she had done the night sure. before and were like, I want to see more of that. How, how many of the people that you think that were there for NXT were this were there for uh, Raw or for SummerSlam? I think there was a large portion. Uh there was a large portion of people who were there for all three events. Uh I saw <clears throat> the same signs all over the all over the arena. Give me um, a percentage. What do you think? Ballpark. Is. Oh man. Uh okay. a large, large, like a seventy percent or No, I wouldn't go as far as that. I would uh, I'd say 40%. All right. Because I know a lot of the people who had the floor seats and the the upper or the lower bowl area, a lot of those repeats. Because, like, I don't that know. John Cena guy in the front row, the old man with the John Cena shirt, yeah. I saw him all three nights. Yeah. So. There was, 
you know, you, like I said, you see the same the same signs, so right. you know that's the same person. Uh, I don't know what was up with the number seven that was going around. Is that uh, is that like a neighborhood thing? Like uh, it's not. I mean, obviously, it's I mean, not one of the boroughs. But at first, like, I thought it was a dig at Ty, uh, Ty Dillinger because he's going with the tens, mm-hmm. and maybe they're going with no. That was a seven. That's what I thought because they were all grouped together near the entrance ramp well, for the I, NXT, and they, then they were for like, SummerSlam. They were spread out. One, uh, some of them said like seven section, and then mm-hmm. like instead of Cesaro section, and then some of them had the straight out of Compton that's like straight out of seven. Yeah, I don't uh, know what that was all about. I don't either. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was a lot of. I I, I saw a number of people, um, or a, a number of signs as well that were repetitious. I'm just interested because. I don't know. I'm just. I don't know. I I wonder are there I mean, people like us that are gonna like if there is a group of events in a town, how yeah. many people are like us? They're like, oh, well, we're getting tickets to each event, or some it, people are like, I'm just going to Raw. Or it would whatever. be like uh our our trip to uh to New Orleans for WrestleMania weekend. All the independent shows that we went to, there were a lot of the same people that we saw uh, at those events. There was that one guy who did the bravo yeah. every single you know every single event. Even and, the fucking bravado brothers were like, all right, enough, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Which was great. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I hope that guy's doing all right. I hope his throat hasn't gone out on him again. But um, that guy has no throat. There's just a fucking hole in his yeah. Uh, but you know there there were those fans the 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 fans that were next to Tyler who he said didn't smell the best oh, yeah. who were at the uh, Ring of Honor show later on that weekend you those know? guys that had the uh, the kangaroo blow up, the blow up kangaroo that kept popping yeah out. yeah yeah so you know it's it's I want to say it's that kind of crowd. Where it's like, dude, you're coming to my town three times or in a row. I'm going to your yeah, show. Yeah, three but, times I mean, I get, I get that, but I wonder how. I wonder if that raw crowd is. My, my point is, fifteen thousand people were in NXT. Right. So were those same fifteen thousand at Raw? It can't be. But then, it, but but then you would think, why wouldn't they be though? You know right. What I mean? It's weird, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it depends, I guess. Um, I mean, hell, we're going to three. Three WWE events in one week here coming up. So sure, I don't know, but yeah, the the Divas match not very good. Um, Team PCB ends up getting the victory with uh, um, Becky Lynch getting the pin and the victory. So an interesting. Uh, I thought we we both thought it was going to be Charlotte that was going to get the win, but um, next matchup we're going to talk about Kevin Owens going up against Cesaro. Um, I enjoyed this matchup. I thought it was fun. Uh, I was kind—I of, know I—I I had picked Cesaro to win. I was hoping Cesaro to get the win, but uh, after the uh, the match that Kevin Owens had with Finn Balor, he definitely needed a win, and he got it here uh, at SummerSlam. What did you think about it? It was good, but and they worked hard, but they were sort of in the death spot, and yeah. like people were sort of like they even lost. Even as favorites as they are, they sort of lost the crowd, which yeah. is uh, amazing. If you the think crowd kind of got quiet on them. I think the crowd even sort of turned on them for a second. Mm. Weren't they, didn't they sort of uh, get all into their fucking selves? And Mm-mm. I may be mixing it up with another match. They definitely weren't very hot for them. And they're, um, I think it was just card placement. I think if they would have yeah. gone on earlier, they would have been fine. I'll agree with that. Uh, but Kevin Owens does end up getting the victory, which takes us to the main event Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar. And this was another matchup that had a very, faulty finish 
Uh, similar to the the title for title matchup, this one had a very odd ending. Uh, Undertaker tapping out, the timekeeper sees it and rings the bell, and the ref's like, "What are you doing?" Undertaker delivers a low blow and puts uh, Lesnar in the Hell's Gate, and Lesnar passes out while flipping him the bird rather humorously. Um, but uh, what do you think about the match as a whole? And then uh, we can talk about the finish. Well, I gotta backtrack a little bit. I gotta. I gotta backpedal on some stuff that I said. I gotta take some stuff back. Oh yeah. I gotta own up to some so, to being some being wrong, hmm. which I try to be big enough to do. <laughs> uh, when this shit was announced, I said, "Why the fuck will we get this? We've already seen them at WrestleMania, and they didn't have a good match. Why could they? What would ever lead me to believe they can have a good match now?" Hmm. And I was totally wrong. They had a really, really hot, really great match. It was excellent. That was ruined by an abominable finish. finish. Yeah, they they were tearing shit up, and um, they were on. I don't know that they could have be- beaten out um, the whole uh, uh, Sasha Bailey thing because mm-hmm. that was just too like too well done. But yeah. they were on pace to be like an excellent match, and they just had the dirt fucking worst finish mm-hmm. you could possibly think of. Very bad finish. What do you think of the match itself? Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I you liked, feel like we were wrong because we were kind of like, who? Undertaker's old. Yeah, I was. I was like, <laughs> you know, the the match that's too big for your biggest pay per view of the year that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Somebody got paid to come up with that. Yeah, uh, you know, it was just one of those where I was just like, come on, man, we don't need to see this. And you know, the the logical decision would be have have Lesnar get the win and and all of that. But uh, you know, the the match itself was solid. Um, I think it's better I, than Solo. I thought it was actively really good. I I liked that Lesnar didn't even let Taker get all of his gear off, like you know his hat and his and his overcoat. He just went right after him, and and the brawl began. Um, they told a really good story. Um, I'm really surprised Undertaker took the bumps that he did with the suplexes. Probably um, shouldn't have, but I appreciate and, the effort. And uh, the the bump on the table, which looked pretty nasty. Yep. Um. You know, they, uh, it was really good. You know, Lesnar's like, stay down, stay down. You did this to yourself, and, uh, you know, I'm going to kill you. And then Taker's just like, you're going to have to. And the, the laugh thing. Yeah, the the sit up and laugh at each other. <laughs> like, we're both fucking nuts, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to hit you, and you're going to hit me, and we're just going to go until one of us can't hit anymore. Um, <laughs> I thought it was- I honestly thought it was a great match until the finish. I was yeah. really invested. Uh, the finish was so bad. Like, come on. These two guys deserve better than that. Well, here's, here's the big pro. The huge glaring problem with it is that you gave... The streak is a very big, important thing in the, in, in the lure of WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, you gave that to Brock Lesnar. And so, in doing that, you have a responsibility... To give to to have Brock Lesnar make another guy with that, or to have it matter in some other way, I, I keep fucking <laughs> hitting that monitor. God damn, I'm gonna slap it like a hundred times. Um, or if I haven't already, that's go. not gonna help. I'm still just gonna. Okay. Psh. Well, maybe but, um, it'll take a little bit away. So you sort of, so basically, in doing that, you 
it could have made another guy. They chose to give it to Lesnar, and that's fine. That was really disputed. It was really yeah. controversial. It still We've been is. We've about that for years. Yeah. We, we, st- we still, every once in a while, say, I didn't think they, I still don't think they made the right call. Yeah. Lesnar's been awesome, but it was still the wrong call. And ultimately, uh, this is like proof of fact that it was the wrong call because what they did was they gave the streak to Lesnar, and what did they do with it? Just to turn around, right back around, and have Undertaker beat him right back. Yeah, it's like parody booking, and not only is it, not only is it parody booking, it's like parody booking within parody booking. It's like fucking Inception mm-hmm. levels of parody booking. It's like, well, Undertaker's got to get his win back, but they both gotta kind of have to win. No, give me just a fucking clean finish, like. And the fact that Undertaker wrestled another match at WrestleMania, so the value of it. Is gone. Yeah. So, okay, not only is the streak, his his WrestleMania record now whatever, because he's wrestled a match after the streak was broken. So that devalues the, the retaliation. Then he waits another full year and a half to, to then get his revenge. And then on top of that is, on top of that, to make things even worse is, you give him a horrible finish. No, no, but the thing about it is, after all that, you can't even make a guy by beating the guy who took the streak because mm-hmm. Undertaker got his win right fucking back, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> There's not a guy that can be made because it's, it's already been going back to Undertaker. Mm-hmm. And, and nobody came out looking better. They both left looking like shit because they both lost. They yeah. both, one tapped and the other passed out. You managed to beat them both <laughs> in the same match. <laughs> You managed to make them both fucking losers. Yep. What the hell yep. is that shit? Lesnar got busted open and Undertaker collapsed at the end of the match and it was just They both like lost. You you managed No one walked away a winner that night. You managed to come up with a finish in which they both lost. Yeah. The, what the, the fuck is that? The winner of that match was Paul Heyman, who went on an extreme tangent. That's just but, nuts, man. Yeah, the 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 finish so terrible. Like when does the timekeeper get to decide when the bell rings? If it's, he thought, if he thought that, if he was ever confused that he had the authority to do that, yeah. why didn't he pull that shit when John Stewart was in the fucking ring hitting people? Exactly. With chairs? If he if, thought he had, the if authority you're gonna have to do consistency and saying, "Well, hey, this is grounds for a disqualification. Hey, he's tapping out. And match is over." You got to have consistency. You either do it or you don't. Yeah. So. And the fact that the referee is like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? And Undertaker, once again, goes low. I mean, I'm fine with him kicking him in the dick because they've established <laughs> that he's the heel. The crowd, no, you never kick a man in the dick. Well, he, he's done it several times at this yeah. point. Was that three? Well, he's kicked <laughs> twice, and now he's uppercut once. Sure. It's three blows to the dick. Yeah. You just don't do it. I don't know, man. I thought it was a great match that was ultimately ruined yeah. by the worst finish imaginable. I, you know, Who the fuck thought that was a good idea? <laughs> Same people who don't understand why Cesaro is over with the crowd or Kevin Owens. I don't know. But um, I did, I did chuckle at the end when Brock Lesnar flipped off The Undertaker as yeah. he put him in the Hell's Gate. Isolated. If you just had, 
you could argue whether or not that you should do the parody booking of Taker getting his win back, but if you were set on doing it, yeah. that's a fine finish. The, they they lifted it from some old ECW shit where Taz would, I think Taz Sabu, uh, strangely enough, who we talk about on the radio show this week, <laughs> I think there is a finish of an ECW match where Taz chucks out Sabu as he's flipping him off. So yeah. they lifted that finish. But isolated, it's a cool visual, and mm-hmm. it still makes Brock look like a beast, even though he's yeah, losing. Yeah, it's like, I'm not tapping out to you. Sure, if they I'd rather pass out. Sure, if they don't both fucking lose, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Which is exactly what sure. happened. Oh, God. So... I don't know. So no one came out of that looking good. No one did. So now we've got to have the rubber match. It's been rumored. It's been talked about. WrestleMania 32, Undertaker's home state, all that madness. Do you think we? Do you think we get it again? Most certainly. Who wins that one? Probably Taker. Yeah. It's not. It's not going to erase the loss. It's well, nothing they can do is going to fix the streak. Nothing they can do can salvage any any part of this angle. You're not going to be able to salvage making someone finally beating Brock a big deal. It's not yep. going to be as big of a deal now. You've already fucked the streak by parody booking. Parody within parody booking, my dad, which yeah. is fucking a mind puzzle. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Undertaker gets the victory via submission or ref stoppage, however you want to word it. So that pretty much closes that out. Um, Going on into Raw now, surprisingly enough, only four matches in this three-hour Raw. Can you believe that? No, I watched the fucking thing and I don't remember. I'll I'll, I'll run down the four matches for you. Well, you got that one match that has like... Every fucking body in it. Yeah, that eight yeah. man tag or whatever. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll run down the four matches, and then we'll talk about Raw. Uh, New Day versus Lucha Dragons is one. Uh, Reigns and Ambrose versus Harper and Wyatt is two. Uh, Team Bella versus PCB is three. Uh, and then the eight man tag. It was looking like we were going to get uh, King Barrett and Stardust versus someone, but it turned out to be something different. But uh, let's do dive on into Raw. We kick things off with Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar coming out and. Both are fuming mad and um, end up destroying Bo Dallas since the Undertaker had gone home. Um, they had, you know, called him out and did all that. The uh, the Undertaker collapsing. Did you see the clip? Do you think it was legit? Uh, I saw the clip. The clip that I saw was from such a distance that I couldn't tell if it was selling or legit. Yeah, it could be selling like a, um, you know, on the mm-hmm. way back. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it was said that he was he returned to his hotel room. He seemed okay. He had a limp, but other than that, he was he was all right. So obviously, he didn't go to the hospital, which is a good sign. Um, yeah, he he had a great performance. Uh, I'm not gonna take. I talked a lot of shit, but I'm not gonna take anything away from him. Yeah. Like yeah, you know, it was the finish that was bad, not the match itself. <laughs> yes. So uh, so what were your thoughts on uh, Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar? Uh, I mean, I love pissed off Brock and pissed off uh, Lesnar. This is like the second time we've got it recently. Brock and like, Lesnar? Yeah. Uh, Heyman, Heyman and uh, Lesnar. Okay. Uh, he's so mad he counts those two people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I sort of love pissed off Brock like when you know he's in a bad mood and you can mm-hmm. tell. He's never in a great mood, but you can tell when he's in an exceptionally bad mood. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's always good. Um, I don't know. I just like to see him like <laughs> mad. Like he's like... <laughs> And, and here's the thing, um, my fiance Kelsey, she is she loves UFC. So whenever Brock Lesnar appeared and like destroyed her boy, she has hated Brock Lesnar ever since. Is her boy Katora? I think so. 
Like she was a big fan. Well, her main her main guy is uh, George St. Pierre, uh, GSP. But not she, not in Brock's weight class. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. But uh, she she was a big fan of Couture's as well. And uh-huh. so whenever Lesnar came in and just wrecked shop, took the title, she was pissed off at him. So she she legitimately does not like him. Also, he sort of worked like a hill in the UFC with all his yes. promos and stuff. Yeah. And so I forget who it was that like gave him that cut on on his cheek, but she laughs every time that she sees it. She's like, I'm so glad he has that. I'm so glad whoever, you know, she's, she'll say the name. So I'm so glad he gave Lesnar that scar to remember. Like, she gets into it. She's, right. When Bo Dallas came out uh-huh. and started cutting his promo, she was sitting there next to me. She's like, this is the one time I'll cheer for Lesnar. Wow. I hope she. I hope he destroys Bo Dallas. Wow! <laughs> Sitting there going, "Oh my god!" Nice. Um, and I was I was cracking up at at Bo Dallas. I mean, I get it. They send him out there to to take it <laughs> to give someone that's uh, to feed yeah, the lesson. Feed, yeah, feed feed him to the lions, basically. For him to come out and cut that kind of promo and keep a straight face about it, yeah, knowing what's about to happen. I just, I was cracking up. It's like, you know, you lost, but that's okay. You can still get back in there and, and win. All you have to do is believe. See, I was a little bummed. Like, I thought we are going to get a little bit more satisfying, like, uh, resolution. Like, they are going to, you know how they wrote him off last time? They're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, he fucks so much shit up that we just can't have him around. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, this, I, I guess he can't he do can't, that yeah. again. But uh, like, oh, just, we, we mean it this time. Like, we're not going anybody. Man. We're not going fucking anywhere. We want Taker. We want it right now. And he's like, oh, we'll settle for just beating the fuck out of uh, yeah. Bo Dallas. For we're going to hurt bit. somebody. And then they just, they just stormed off. They're like, okay, we're done. We're out of here. <laughs> Whatever. Until Paul Heyman was like... Only four suplexes? Well, That's I mean, all you got? once he got everything out of his system, they're right, like, okay, right. we're fine. We're just, we're just angry. We yeah, just needed to vent. That's all. And supposedly he's not going to be back till October when they do that that live uh, house show from MSG. Yeah, October. That's crazy. Which I think it's the third. Yeah, October third, something, something like that. Like that. Yeah. That's nuts. So supposedly he's going until late, and even then, that's a house show. So who knows if he'll be back on TV after that? Before mm-hmm. uh, who knows? Rumble, rumble time. Um. Yeah, so the first matchup we got to see New Day going up against Rocks. Lucha Dragons. And uh, New Day playing themselves in with a trombone instead of New York, New York, the Frank Sinatra rendition. They play New Day, New Day. See, okay, look, the um, they were excellent again uh, on Raw. I just hope that they don't think they have to do a music thing every time they go. Right. Like, don't, like, run it into the ground. Yeah. It's like... It's fine. The trumpet first was one cool. was great. Trump, trumpet was trombone fine. was okay. Yeah, don't just let. Don't. Yeah, I don't need a new song every time you come out. Just, right. just fucking skip and dance. It's fucking funny as <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, they go up against the Lucha Dragons. Uh, primetime players on commentary. Uh, the matchup was fairly short. It was a good, you know, we're the champs. We get the win. Uh, yeah, matchup. It was, it was like it was like table setting for the Dudleys. Yeah, which was absolutely huge. The crowd went bonkers for that uh i didn't know about it so i was flipping out uh i had no idea that they were in the area i didn't know either um so it was a very good surprise very well done um supposedly nobody knew they just sort of like ran them in there right before their segment nice i mean i guess new day had to know i would assume yeah and uh 
Dudley boys come in, take clear house of the new day, deliver a 3D to Xavier Woods through a table, which he went later on went went to say that that was the best day of his life because he grew up watching the Dudley boys, and for him to be able to, for him to be able to take a 3D through a table in front of a sold out crowd in New York City or Brooklyn was you know the greatest day of his life. Which is, you know, it's a really good good story to tell. I thought it was cool for like a nostalgia pop. I don't know how keen I am on these dudes being around full time. I don't know. Yeah, because it does look like they're they are going to be here full time. Supposedly they've signed a multi year deal at that, and uh, the Dudleys got in the bo- in the face of the uh, primetime players going, "Do you know who we are? We're the Dudley Boys, and we're back." Yeah. See, Bully Ray was, uh, I guess, back to to Bubba Ray. Uh-huh. Um. He did some significant work for TNA. He was uh, a lead heel, then a lead face, and uh, he did really good work for them. So mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say that they can't be, but that was that's been a little while now. There's been some distance between that run and what he's done, and Devon just hasn't even been around. Yeah, uh, before that, so I don't know if they're up to the task of giving me like uh, you know good ring work uh, consistently. So. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to shit on anything. I'm just saying wait and see how they're going to perform. And I think that's where, you know, tag team wrestling excels is like, okay, well, you know, you can shake off the ring rust. I'll I'll do some of the work, handle the payload and all that. But, uh, yeah, the Dudley boys are back, and the crowd was definitely hot for it. Are you good with them being back full time, or are you just a wait and see like me? Yeah, I'm a wait and see. Uh, how it plays, but supposedly there's already talks that they're going to be facing New Day at Night of Champions. So, really interesting to see uh, the direction they're taking. It kind of alarms me, to be honest. I really don't want them to take the belts off of New Day. Well, see, I don't think they're going to take, I don't think they're there to take the belts off. I think that's going to be uh, an elevation for the New Day to go up against a highly decorated tag team. Do you team. realize that we're in just a few weeks we're going to see Sting and the Dudleys in 2015 pay-per-view. A WWE pay-per-view, yeah, not weird. a TNA pay-per-view. It's fucking weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh it's pretty bananas. I don't, we I, just a few weeks ago we we had no idea what card we we're going to get and now we're yeah. getting Dudleys and Sting. It's weird. So I get to see Sting perform live for the first time. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen him live. I want to say I'll I'll be seeing the Dudleys for the first time live. I've seen the Dudleys. Yeah. Oh, I saw them as Team 3D, but I've seen mm-hmm. them live, you know. Were they at... I don't think they were at the TNA house show here. I don't believe so. Yeah, but they, I, I've been to more than one, and they were well, yeah. on an early well, I was trying to think yeah, yeah. If, if I have seen them. But, uh, yeah, that'll be pretty interesting. I'm, I'm, yeah, should be a good show. Um, I say it should be a good show, but... Um, Next up, we got to see uh, Reigns. Interesting, to say the least. <laughs> yes. We'll see Reigns ver- teaming up with Ambrose to go up against Harper and Wyatt in a rematch from SummerSlam. This match ends in a disqualification after a new member joins the Wyatt family. We later find out it's Braun Strawman, who is an absolute beast. This guy is... A big motherfucker. He, I think he's six foot eight. I think they build in like 355. Something like that. It is a mountain of a man. The chest on this dude is so fucking wide. It's like, it's I don't know. it's the fact that Ro- in in the Shield days, Roman was the muscle, and he looked tiny standing next to this guy. Uh, he mean, looks so small. How tall is he though? Because six he, foot eight. Oh, he's okay. He's fucking huge. Yeah, he's wide and tall. Then. Yeah, okay. he is a big boy, and. uh 
Wow. I know he was uh, a member of the uh, Exotic Express when Adam Rose would make his entrance. Yeah, I saw that. Um, but, my God, dude. Dude's going to be nuts. Um, the way he was picking him up with those like arm triangles, and they were just fucking like dangling from his him picking up like yeah. by the the arm and the neck. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. Pretty sick. Um, the matchup itself, it was fine, but you know we we know where they were going. They were telling a lot of stories uh, in this raw, not necessarily uh, the matches. They weren't looking to tell stories in the matches because we only got four of them, but. Uh, after that, we got to see Miz TV with uh, PCB, and then Team Bella interrupts to the surprise of no one. Um, the whole segment was very awkward. Um, again, about the Divas Revolution. It's about. It's not just about the matches. It's about the whole story that they're telling. And I do not feel like the Bellas should hold a microphone. Uh, it's just. It's nails on a chalkboard to me. Well, it's a couple of different things. It's um, it's it's more PR than um, honest like change. They're just trying to to latch themselves onto like this uh, like rocket that someone like a Ronda Rousey. I mean, mm-hmm. not not even just someone like her. Like she's referenced so many times since yeah. they started that that we'll just go ahead and say her. Like they're trying to sort of grab onto her coattails and sort of bring mm-hmm. it up instead of a, an honest, uh, let's, I, I assume it's possible that they said, oh, we, we look at Ronda Rousey and now we know that women can be viable, yeah. but it could be very cynical and them just trying to go along for the ride with it. Mm-hmm. But uh, the thing about it is coattails. Well, it's just, it's not good. Like they've only, they've just added the NXT women to the divas that are already on the roster and they haven't made any other changes other than mixing them in and giving them a little bit more time and in one extra segment. They haven't given, um, there hasn't been a change to the way they do the angles. There hasn't Mm -hmm. been a change to the way they lay out the matches. Uh, supposedly, and, um, I mean, I'm just obviously just going on like word because I don't know, but. The NXT women are in the habit of rehearsing their matches, hmm. and so now they're being asked to call them on the spot, call them on the fly, and uh, so that's obviously a little different. They're all they're all obviously talented enough to to be able to do it. So um, even they're still the best things in the matches that they're in now, even yeah. not being used to working that. So I don't think that's the uh, the call, but the matches are. Suppose I don't know who the agent is for the main roster divas, but the people who were laying out the matches in NXT for them were Robbie Brookside and um Oh god, why am I blanking his name? Big Wiggle. Um uh, come on. Why am I blanking on his name? No 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 no. Uh um Sarah Del Rey? No 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 no. Oh, I, have, I have no idea. Oh, I can't believe I'm fucking playing his name. Boom, 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 boom. <sighs> I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. He was in WCW. Norman Smiley. God damn. There you go. Uh, Better Ro- late than never. Robbie Brookside and Norman Smiley are supposedly the ones that are laying out these women's matches in NXT, and they're getting a chance to practice them. So the big difference is the matches aren't laid out the same. Uh, the angles aren't given the same like respect and um, I guess like purpose. I don't know what I'm trying to say. They're not yeah. treated as seriously. It's really not. 
they're basically what they're saying is hashtag divas revolution. Look how awesome we are because we finally figured out that women are a viable commodity. Pat ourselves on the back, pat ourselves on the back. They get a little bit more time and that's, that's fucking it. Why are we failing? Why is it? Why are the crowds turning on this? Because you're not fucking actually trying to make it good. Yeah. You're not really fucking mixing what is, things up. What is the current storyline that they're telling? They're just, there's no, it's a turf war. There's no fucking revolution. You just mix some new girls into the same old formula. Yeah. And that's why the crowd's turning on it. Yep. Uh, I mean, it leads into the uh, into the match, Team Bella versus Team PCB. Again, no real te- storytelling. It's just, oh, go out there and have a 12-minute match. Um, I mean, they tried a little bit during the Miz t- TV segment where Alicia Fox is like, listen, I've seen I've seen girls come and go. I'm still here. And but I mean, the rest of it was just awful. Um, the the pinky thing in the middle which i know that's their that's their sign of unity it was very awkward yeah. uh, Miz was very awkward in the segment uh trying to be an instigator and then like be like oh i have nothing to do with this and it was just it was awful uh the match itself the crowd didn't care um they 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 wanted Sasha Banks. They didn't get her, so they they didn't care about it. They started doing the chanting JBL, Sasha Banks, blue pants, all that. You know, we are awesome. Doing the doing the wave. Yes, I I get it. The mat the match the angle sucked. The Miss TV uh, promo sucked. The match sucked. I get it, guys. But the we are awesome shit is just as lame. Like yeah. that's fucking stupid. Like I'm not saying you have to be into the. I'm not saying you have to be into something that is bad. I'm just saying that the We Are Awesome is lame. Yeah. Get over yourselves. Yeah. Check your ego at the door, boys. Um, and girls. And girls. Um, Whoever's yeah. doing it. Sure, it was bad. It was bad, though. But, uh... The, like, I don't blame the material as far as the, ang- like, the skits and the angles and the promos on the women because they're obviously being uh, told to a large degree what to say there. Yeah. Uh, the matches... The girls who are really good are still having to wrestle the girls that aren't as good as them, and that's a problem. And the match structure, the match layout is different uh, yeah. too. So, and uh, what did you think about um, about Paige being upset with the crowd? Did you happen to see that? Um, I saw like she tweeted out some shit and then deleted she said, it. Yeah, she said you helped too offensive. She said you helped us create change and then did your best to disrespect. Nice job. And then Bree. Uh, Bree sent out a tweet saying, so proud of my Foxy, but the Brooklyn crowd can kiss my ass. I mean, look, ladies, <laughs> y'all's match sucked. I can't, you can't hate on the fans for not liking your shitty match. Yeah. Uh, they would have been better served in that uh, situation to have not said anything at all. <laughs> right. Yeah. What is up with people talking too much now? Goodness. Greg yeah. the Hammer Valentine, Hulk Hogan. Now we got the Bellas. Well, let's 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 not put like <laughs> let's not put what it's completely what, different category. Let's not put what Paige and Brie Bella said in the same category as Hogan and uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine. <laughs> Two different ballparks. Uh, I'm fine with them voicing their frustration with the crowd. That doesn't really offend me. It's just it seems like if they were being smart and logical about it, they would think that that would be. Uh, you know, not a great thing for them to do. Yeah. Who cares? I don't, I don't care. It doesn't offend to me personally, but about the same, you know, yeah. at the same time, like why, why would you be mad at the crowd for not being into something that sucked? Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
Like, I get they took it too far. I do agree that the crowd took it too yeah. far, but they don't, they don't have to be in it if it sucked. Yeah. So I mean, let's have some focus around the the divas title. Isn't that the main prize at, in in the end? I think we're gonna go there that direction now that we've uh, introduced them all. But yeah, I think um, I think there was talks that there's gonna be a triple threat match between PCB to determine who's gonna be facing uh, Nikki at the pay per view. At the pay per view. Yeah, that could be good. Yeah, um, I don't know. Should be good. Yeah, I'd like to see it. Maybe a, a fatal four way. I think between uh, Nikki versus Sasha, Charlotte, and Becky. I think they've backed off Charlotte, or it looks it looks appears that they've back, they pumped the brakes on yeah. Charlotte, which I think is a good thing because I think if they have any sense and if they're listening to the crowd at all, they fucking want Sasha. Yeah. Give them Sasha. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. If you if you want this shit to work, give them Sasha. Hey, newsflash, she's one of the best fucking wrestlers in your company. Just let her get the fucking belt. <laughs> the, the, the fans want to be into her. Yep. She's lost her NXT women's title, so now have her go after the big one. Guess what? She's the fucking shit and people like her. Let yep. her be the shit and let, let her people be the like boss. Her. Yeah. So uh, after that, we got to see uh, Stardust and King Barrett come out. And before their opponents are announced, uh, Stardust attacks. King Barrett. Very uh, interesting, to, to say the least. And then Neville comes out and attacks Stardust. So Then everyone just sort of bills. Yeah, and they're like, all right, well, that was fun later. And uh, King Barrett written off to go film a movie, so he's going to be gone for a while. It's an interesting way to write someone off, but whatever. I guess the, the idea was to try to get some heat for Stardust. Yeah. Really nobody cared. No one, yeah, no one really did. Some fans were actually cheering him for it. Um after that, we finally got to hear from Jon Stewart saying the reasoning why he attacked John Cena at SummerSlam. It's because he's a he's a big time fan. He's a he's a fan of of Ric Flair, and he did not want to see Cena tie the the title record of sixteen championship reigns, uh, which brought out Ric Flair saying, "Hey, man, I was actually pulling for John Cena." Uh, you know, the, these records are meant to be broken, and if it's going to be broken, I want it to be broken by someone whom I respect. So, Ric Flair did a lot of good damage control for that, trying to get the crowd to understand, hey, listen, if it happens, I want it to be him. You know? Well, you got to love Flair, because <laughs> I love that he walks, he waltzes out and is like, yeah, I know I'm fucking awesome. <laughs> I, it's cool that you think I'm so fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. But even then, he's like, but, you know, but you fucked up. Come on. Yeah. I like that he just You changed flipped. everything. I, what have I, you done? I just like that he flipped it on him. It was yeah. Like, it's like, I know you fucking think I'm awesome. That's great. But, uh, yeah, you fucked up. I also I actually Appreciate wanted, it, kid. Yeah, I actually wanted him to win, bro. Yeah. And then uh, John Cena came out and was very unhappy. And, uh, he, I mean, he was, he was borderline pissed off. Yeah. Um, Saying, well, hey, you know, you got punchlines, you got jokes. How about here's a punchline? You stand in line and I punch you, and that was kind of bad. But uh, you know, he was. I was into it. I was, I was with him until he uh, gave him the AA. Yeah. Because then it was like, didn't just a few months ago when uh, Owens uh, like attacked Machine Gun Kelly, I was like, hey, you can't fucking fuck with guys who aren't wrestlers <laughs> yeah. or whatever. That's you crossed the line, bro. Mm-hmm. You crossed the line, but now here I am punching the line. Sure. Because that's a joke. And it's going to get people talking on the E channel, and they're going to tune in, and we're going to get all kind of ratings, right? 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 I don't know. I don't know. Probably Talk not. to me about Arrow. Other than that, I don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, and then Cena was pissed off backstage, and then Cena was escorted out backstage, and all kinds of craziness. But after that, we got to see the eight-man tag match, holla holla, uh, Cesaro, Ryback, Orton, and Ziggler going up against Rusev, Sheamus, Owens, and Big Show. Um, typical multi-man tag match, everyone gets their spots in, and... Looks yeah. like looks like we're gonna get Owens uh, Ryback hmm. just from their exchanges. Yeah, they had some uh, some fire to their exchanges, so I'm um, curious to see what they do. Go up, go after the Intercontinental Title. Well, maybe? they were sort. Of, yeah, I think Owens. Is, I think that's the plan. But uh, I don't know, man. They were sort of getting at it, so uh, hmm. I'm interested to see what maybe they can produce. Things got a little heated in the ring. I thought so. I thought we were gonna get a little unprofessional stiffness from these guys, <laughs> and I'm a guy who can appreciate that sort of a thing. <laughs> But, uh, it's like, let them go. Interesting thing about that is uh, Kelsey was watching that match with me, and she goes, I wonder who would win in real fights between these guys. Not necessarily just Ryback and, and Owens, mm-hmm. but, like, all of the guys together. She was like, I wonder who would win in, if they were to, you know, shoot fight. She didn't say shoot fight. Oh, uh, who did she come up with? Oh, uh, she was, I mean, she was just wondering. Like, she didn't have a guess? No. I'm interested in what her guess was. Yeah, I would like to know that as well. I'd be like, well, you know, who do you think? But, uh, yeah, she she's curious about that. But uh, I'm so happy that she'll sit there and watch wrestling with me every once in a while. It's really cool. She doesn't have to. She doesn't always. But when she does, it's really fun. Um, but uh, what did you think about the matchup itself? I'm struggling to remember specifics. Yeah. My, my big takeaway was uh, Owens and uh, Ryback looked like they they – Got on each other's ass a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, the team of Cesaro, Ryback, Orton, and Ziggler do end up getting the victory. And uh, after the matchup, uh, who was it? Rusev and Kevin Owens ganged up on the big show saying, what have you been doing? You didn't help us win at all. In fact, you cost us the match and decided to attack big show. And then they bolted. And then as big show is starting to get up, the faces get back in and deliver their finishers. And uh Yeah. Very that's that's very house show esque yeah very, kind of finish very where much. everyone delivers their finisher to one guy all the baby and, faces get their finish yeah and then they raise their hands yay here take your pictures we're all standing together um yeah very weird the fact that it was a three hour raw and only had four matches still astounds me but um after <laughs> after that we got to see the long story of the night. Uh, Seth Rollins to have his statue unveiled to the masses. And, uh, okay, so they showed earlier in the night, they showed the statue. What did you think about it? Did you get a good look? It seemed fun. Yeah. I. <laughs> they didn't show, it, like, full body shot. They showed, like, Upper chest, torso. chest up or something. Yeah. The one thing that I looked at, and I was just like, God, that looks so unfinished, was the United States title. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right about I that. I was like, that looks so, like, smooth. Right. Like, there's no detail. Like, the bracket's there, but there, other than that, there's nothing. Right. Um, Probably in a rush to finish that. Yeah. And <laughs> I was cracking. Surprised they actually had someone make <laughs> No joke. They probably, like, they probably planned that out, oh, a couple of weeks ago, and it's like, look, we just need something. You think it, it, it couldn't have been what they make the real ones out of? No. No temporary. way. I wonder what it's made out of. I guess, like, plastic. Styrofoam and, yeah, a, a plaster mold or something uh the the face looked good i was cracking up at stephanie it was like look at the armbands it's so detailed I'm like it's it's got a wave that's it look at that belt it yeah. doesn't have any detail. Look at, yeah look at the united states belt instead um 
Yeah, so they have this big ceremony and talking about the history. First of all, were you shocked that the the trophy didn't get broken? Like, were you expecting, like, oh, the trophy, it has to get broken? No, as soon as, once I saw them show the trophy and then they patched it up, because it was, like, held together by Velcro, I was like, there's going to be a reveal inside that. Like, someone's going to be in there. Right. At first, I was thinking it was going to be John Cena, and then they did the thing where they escorted him out later on that night. That's way back in, bro. Huh? That's yeah, I know, it. right? Uh, but now nah, they wouldn't have been able... He wouldn't have been able to get back in and switch out the stuff, which... That leads to a bigger question. Where is this statue now? <laughs> just in a dumpster somewhere? <laughs> just know. upside down in a dumpster? Um it's one of those hidden mysteries of WWE. Uh, they probably put it in that prop room that CM Punk is always talking about. Yeah. How they have that big prop th- room with like uh, old uh, Undertaker Undertaker cast it, caskets yeah. and all that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so they have the big reveal, a very long talk between Triple H and Seth Rollins talking about how I'm going to be immortalized and I am the man now. I'm no longer the future of WWE. I am the man. Uh, blah, on blah, and blah, on and on. On and on and on. And on and on and on and on. Um, then they finally do the reveal. And oh my God, it's Sting! And you could tell he had been there in a while because his fate, his war paint had already like scratched off and chipped off. Like I wonder like if he forgot that he was in there and just kind of like, oh God, this, you know, something's bugging me. Yeah. Or if like during the movement of like loading him into the thing and up onto the onto the ring like if he was like leaning forward and like a curtain the curtain brushed on him or something i don't know i don't know what caused that but it it, anyways um that's just minor details but uh sting uh who we have not seen since wrestlemania appears attacks seth rollins and is rewarded by being given a championship match against seth rollins at night of champions Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Why is he here in the first place? Because Why he, is he here. He well, he he shook hands and accepted his defeat at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. which is its own fucking problem <laughs> to begin with. Yes. There's a whole fucking bag full of problems that was staying at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. but we're just gonna uh, pretend that there is not a big bag full of problems and say because that, WWE doesn't think that there is right, and we're just gonna say that. Once Sting lost, he shook Triple H's hand like a man and accepted his defeat. So why is he back now? Because he wants the title. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's it. Was, he, was, his, was his fingers crossed by his back? I don't know. Was he like, psych? <laughs> He's like, look, you cheated. Well done. Well played. I was planning on cheating, too. That's why I had the NWO come out. Right. Don't even like those guys. Don't even like me. those guys. But congratulations. I'll see you at Night of Champions. I mean, I guess we'll get some really poorly put together promos uh, yep. trying to cobble together why he would actually be there. but Because um, he's a we'll vigilante. See. He does whatever he wants. He has to be called the justice. Sure, but he already like... And the fact that Triple H was like, oh my God, I'm out of here. Later. I mean, I, I'm I'm fine with him saying he's the vigilante and he saw injustice and that's why he's here, but... Justice. He, then he fu- shouldn't have fucking shook his hand like and been like, okay, whatever. Low blow. Can yeah. Kick you in the dick. It's weird. Anyways. Doesn't make a lot of sense. To me. No, it does not. So that closes out Raw. Makes less sense than that fucking SummerSlam finish <laughs> to the main event. Closes out the third night, the third sold out night at the Barclays Center. Um, 
NXT TakeOver, SummerSlam, Raw. Those were your reviews. Let us know what you think or what you thought about the events because we always like hearing back from you guys. Uh, but now it's time to go into the Q&A portion of the show. Your questions, our answers. First question coming to us from Parker saying, hey, two more questions for you this week. One, where do you get the theme songs? Uh, and I guess he's referring to the uh, the opening music that we have for the show. Normally, we make them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I sit in a studio for weeks on end. Uh, actually, um, I'm a big fan of SoundCloud Uh more particularly, the Fat Rat altogether. One word: the Fat Rat. Um, he has a lot of techno music and stuff like that. He he uh, offers out some free tracks that you can download from from uh, SoundCloud onto your computer. It's completely free. Uh, there are some where you have to to pay, and uh, you know he says as long as you clear, you know as long as you credit him in the uh, in the descriptions, uh, you can use your you can use his songs royalty free however you want um and there are a lot of other artists out there in the world uh who are the same way it's like hey man you can you can download this instrumental track that i've got uh and use it to your liking just here's something for you to enjoy so i like searching through soundcloud and finding all kinds of different music um to uh to enjoy and and i will from time to time i'll post the song on our Facebook page saying, Hey, if you enjoyed the, the entrance, you know, the entrance music that we used, here's a, here's a link to it. So you can, so you can download it. So if you're not a fan on our Facebook page, make sure you go and like that and uh, make sure you click that first to see thing in the notifications. Otherwise you might not see any of our posts. Uh, But yeah, so that's where we get a majority of the music because you have to have something. Whenever we put our shows on YouTube, you have to make sure that it's being cleared from the um, um, settings that they have where it'll, if it picks up a song that's registered, like a, a well-known song that you hear on the radio, it's going to cut that audio out, which means it's going to mute the entire show. So you have to do some some themes that are, you know, free to use. So that's pretty much where I get it. Uh, second question, Doug, how were you able to watch G1? As for Corbin, I love his no emotion gimmick. Well, I'm not going to defend the emotion thing. I already said my piece about that earlier in the show, so that's you as far as that's the uh, the emotion thing. Um, as far as uh, watching the G1 or New Japan in general, they have their own network, just like the WWE does. It's called New Japan World um, that you can sign up for. It's basically uh, their live shows are like, you know, three or four in the morning our time, but they'll archive them and you can watch. I think it's like... 9,999 yen, which I think is about roughly uh, eight bucks and some change in American, which I think um, inflation, um, or I guess like the uh, the inflation like uh, goes up and down. So I think it's um, whatever the exchange like rate is hmm. currently at, it's always a little bit, a little bit differently, but uh, around yeah, you, $10, uh, usually eight to nine dollars. Uh, but yeah, you can get you can get their own network just like the WWE has their own network. Very cool. So uh, thank you for the questions, Parker. Next questions are from Moose. 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 Yeah. yeah. We're doing the uh, the Moose arm hand. arm hands arm hands. What the fuck? Am arm I hands. What are arm hands? I meant like arm gestures, but I said arm hands. I don't yeah. know why. Uh, arm bands? No. no. Okay. Saying. I don't, uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> Thing. Uh, first question: What do you, what did you think of the New Day dance celebration when they won the title? It was awesome. It was yeah, it was amazing. Did you see that video where someone put the Thomas the Train Engine theme music to them dancing? 
Oh, it's pretty funny. You have to check that out. Uh, next question. If you were to rate SummerSlam and rate NXT TakeOver out of 10, what would it be? And uh, which was the best show? TakeOver or SummerSlam? So if you have to get a ra- rating system. Um, I thought NXT was the overall better show. I'd agree with that. Uh, if I was going to rate... Like you put it a number on NXT versus yeah on a uh, scale of one to ten, ten being the best. Um, I give NXT an eight. Mm-hmm. I give SummerSlam a six and a half. I'd give SummerSlam a seven, and I'd probably give NXT an eight and a half. I thought it was top to bottom pretty solid. Um, you know what? I'm gonna switch those halves. I'm gonna give NXT an eight and a half, and I'm gonna give SummerSlam a six. That's Sounds cool. good. All right, well, there you go. So thanks for the questions. We always appreciate it. Make sure to submit your questions on our YouTube channel, WNS Video, our Facebook page, WNS Podcast. And uh, uh, we did get a, a private message about our questions saying, why, why don't you answer them? Uh, sometimes Ben checks the messages before we get a chance to, so by the time the show rolls around, we don't get to check them. So how the, the, how the alerts work is the first part, because some different people are tied to it, the first mm-hmm. person to see it, like it doesn't alert the rest of the people. So if Ben sees it, who doesn't actually do the podcast, like then we just don't ever fucking know because we don't know to go look because we don't get a notification for it. So like post it um, on the page, not in yeah. a private message. Do the do the post to others, not a private message. Yeah, that's the best way for us to see your questions on there. Uh, and then make sure you check us out on wrestlingnewsource.com and wrestlingnewsource.com on Facebook and subscribe to us. Uh, our show is available for absolutely free. No plugs, no advertisements, no anything like that on iTunes, Stitcher, Beyond Pod, Player.fm. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast. Oh, yeah, follow the podcast on Twitter. It's at WNS Podcast. And that's sometimes if you follow the Twitter, you'll have a little bit of a heads up before it even goes on Facebook. That's right. Uh, and Daniel's at WNS underscore Daniel. Woo-hoo. I know our Twitter is getting close to 700 followers. Did so. I make that up, or is there any truth to that? To what? The Twitter thing. What about it? Don't you sometimes have, like, you sort of tweet out the YouTube link before it gets to Facebook sometimes? Yes. Um, once, once the show is uploaded to YouTube, it immediately sends out a tweet to, uh, to our Twitter handle. Sweet. So, uh, so there you go. So for the podcast crew, I am Daniel Heron. I'm Doug, and the dishes are done, man. <laughs> <laughs> and we will catch you all next week.